0: Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy, and today is our final Sunday in our sermon series, Dinner with Jesus. However, in this meal, it's kind of like that show, Undercover Boss. The owner of a company goes into the lowest levels of his company and he takes a position, like an entry level position, and all their coworkers and their supervisors don't know who they are, and it creates some interesting situations. This story begins with two men walking back from Jerusalem to their home in Emmaus. They visited Jerusalem to take part in the Passover, and while they were there, their master, Jesus of Nazareth, was arrested, crucified, and buried in a tomb. Early that morning, some of the women had gone to the tomb to find it empty. The women even said angels told them that he was alive. The scriptures tell us that these men were sad, so they did not believe the stories. Jesus had told his disciples to remain in Jerusalem, and many of the others did, but these two left and started home. They had put their faith, their hope in this man and were risking so much to follow him. And now they believe he is lost. He's gone. He didn't deliver. While walking, a man joins them. The man asked, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? So they explained to him everything that had happened to Jesus. And, and now the interesting thing about this story is that this man actually is Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. They don't know it yet, but we do. He's not dead, but risen from the grave. Now, they do not recognize him. It was it's also worth noting that Mary and Martha mistook Jesus for the gardener when they first saw him following the resurrection. So while he's still Jesus, and, and once they, they realize it, they can recognize it. They, they just can't see it at first. This may be because he somehow looked different, or, or it may be that, that God had veiled their eyes, hindered them from being able to recognize him until he opened their minds. So the story ends with Jesus. He he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. But remember, they don't know this is Jesus. In Luke 24, verse 28, As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on and leaving them. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now over. So he went and he stayed with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, They do not yet know who he is. They do know he's a teacher because he's the one that blesses the meal and gave it to them, which is what the more superior would do. The language here matches the Lord's Supper, or the last supper. He blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And then all of a sudden, it says their eyes were opened and they recognize him. But he vanished from their sight. They say, were not our hearts burning within us when he was talking on the road? While he was opening the scriptures to us, they got up and they ran back to Jerusalem to tell the others. But when they got there, they found that Jesus had already appeared to them too. Now, here's the big point for today. This is your takeaway. Jesus opens our eyes to the truth. Jesus reveals the truth to us. If you want to see things accurately, know the way things really are and have wisdom, you must look to Jesus In this story, he taught them the scriptures in a way that made their hearts burn, and the fact that he was Jesus was not known to them until it was revealed by him. They were unable to see him, even though he is right in front of them. The point is that we are unable to see things as they truly are until he reveals the truth. One thing I want you to notice today is the patience and grace of Jesus. These men lost faith. They disobeyed by leaving Jerusalem, and Jesus still came to them and revealed himself to them. When he appears to the disciples in Jerusalem, one of the twelve, Thomas, is absent. He says, I won't believe until I put my hands and the scars in his hands. And Jesus appears to Thomas and tells him to touch the scars. Continue to seek him, even through your doubts. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for through me. He says that he is the truth. He also, We also see Jesus described as the light that enlightens all people in another place in Scripture. He shows us the true way of God. He teaches us the way of life that pleases God and leads to the most goodness in our lives. He, he shows us the depravity and the error of our sin. He reveals the salvation that God offers he shows us the one and only way to connect with God, and He shows us who God truly is. Listen to how it's described in 1 John five twenty, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. In the same way, when Jesus foretells the coming of the Holy Spirit once He has gone back to the Father, John 16, 13, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own, but will speak whatever He hears. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. There are so many different things trying to tell you the way things are. They tell lies about you about the best way to live, and about how to come to God. The Spirit of God is with you. The moment you believe in Jesus and belong to Him, He sends His Holy Spirit to you and He speaks truth to you. But notice that He does not tell you new things. Instead, He declares what He hears. He's helping you understand and apply what Jesus has already taught. And where do we learn what Jesus has taught? It's recorded for us in the Scriptures. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3, 14-17. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the person of God may be proficient for every good work. The Bible is sufficient to teach you to know and follow Jesus. Verse 15 here says that the scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation. They include everything you need to believe in Jesus. You don't need anything else. There's no secret knowledge or special learning outside the Bible that you need. It's all there for anyone to read. Then verse 17 says that God inspired the Bible so that we could be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Everything you need to know to follow Jesus is there. God desires your good. He wants you to live the best, most joyful life. He does not make mistakes. He did not forget anything. He didn't leave anything out. There's no situation that you're going to run into that he did not expect. In his word, he gave everything you everything you need to know to follow him. Now, this is very important. It's very freeing. It frees us from having to worry that we're missing something, that there's some secret out there that we're not in on. It allows us to put down the burden of keeping a bunch of rules that are man-made and not given by God. The Bible gives us everything that we need to know Jesus and follow him. We hold the teachings of Jesus and the way of life that He gives us very high. We desire holiness and to follow Him, but we do not compromise on what He does teach. We also firm to the to the truth that no one gets to add stuff. Just because you think it is better for people to do this or to not do that, we don't get to go in and add to the commands of God. If you don't think it's wise, that's fine. Say it like that. It is so important that you're reading the Bible and getting to know God for yourself, that you know what you need to know. and are not swept into trying to fill a bunch of rules and commands that are not true. We waste so much of our blessing by blindly following traditions and teachings of others. As Christians, too often we place burdens on ourselves and others that we were never meant to carry. They rob us of the enjoyment of the good things that God has given us in this world to enjoy. Our God is a God of passion and love and goodness. He loves you and wants your best. Know his word. Believe it. Follow it. I've told this story before, but it, it makes the point too well to skip here. A woman was cooking a ham one day, and she cut off the small end, you know, the shape of a ham. It's kind of got the small end. She cut off the small end, and she put it in a pan to cook. Her young daughter asked her, she said, Mother, did you just throw away a perfectly good piece of ham? and the mother thought, and she realized that she didn't know. She always did it that way because her mother had always done it. So she called her mother, and she said, well, uh, I did it like that because my mother always did it that way, and so they all went one day to the nursing home to visit her mother, the grandmother of the little girl. They asked her, why did you teach us to cut off the small end of the ham and throw it away? The great-grandmother laughed and said, well, I cut, off I cut it off because my pan was too short. I don't know why you all do it. The moral of the story is to test your sources and to follow Jesus for yourself. Don't have a second-hand relationship with God. Devote yourself to the scriptures and to prayer. Jesus will reveal to you truth to you. He will open your eyes when you seek him. He tells you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and and the door will be open for you, for everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened, Matthew 7, 7. Don't say, I can't understand it. The Holy Spirit of God is teaching. you. Jesus has opened your eyes to the truth, and he's given you a church that wants to learn beside you and to help. Contact me. I want nothing more than to help you understand what you read. Connect with our Sunday school, our men's and women's Bible study, or if none of these work for you, let me know. You want a study group, and we'll create one. There's probably others out there looking for a similar opportunity. The truth can be tricky. And that's why we must put great effort and devotion into anchoring ourselves to the Word of Jesus. A freshman who had gone off to college went out for the track team. The student had no athletic ability, but sought to impress his father who had been a track star in his day. The coach saw his lack of natural ability and quickly made a deal with him. Son, this is Billy Miller. Now, not the Billy Miller from the Olympics, but the kid's still pretty fast. If you beat him, you're on the team. The freshman lost the race badly, but, but what he needed, but, but he had what he needed. He, he wrote home to his father and he said, I raced Billy Miller, got second. He came in second to last. I see, you see, the truth can be a subtle enemy. And the enemy uses it. So the boy left out that there were only two runners in the race and that the Billy Miller he raced was not the one from the Olympics. But we must always remember that no church is the source of truth, no teacher, no preacher, only Jesus Christ, the Messiah of Israel. He lived a perfect life to show us truth, died on the cross to overcome our lies, and rose again to give us new life in the truth. No pursuit of the truth is possible until we come to Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to and trust His voice alone. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy. Tonight, we are having our fall festival here on October the 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. at our church. Come, we're going to have crafts and games and a chili supper. It's open to everyone. We want you to come, even if you've never been with us before. We want you to come and be here with us. Once again, that's tonight at our church, 5 to 7 p.m. Go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. You can find out more information about that event as well as other things we're doing. Uh, Click on the Contact Us tab to be able to let us know you're listening and how we can uh, just love on you. Uh, Come and visit us anytime on Sunday morning, 10.50 a.m. is our worship gathering. We would love to have you any Sunday morning. There is always a seat for you at our table. Have a great week. Love God. Love others and tell somebody about Jesus.